you are listening to Life in Lockdown with me, Jasmine Allen. Episode 2, Sarah. So, it's Saturday the 25th of April, just after 10am, and actually I think it's the 5th weekend in this lockdown, um, which seems to have gone both fast and slow, Um, and I'm really delighted to be speaking to my former neighbour, Sarah, uh, this morning. Uh, Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for joining me. That's all right. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be interviewed. This is cool. You are very welcome. You're my former neighbour. Yeah. Uh, We both live in Ely in Cambridgeshire. Yeah. Um, And you have a really interesting job. I've always been admired uh, what you do. So why don't you tell us a bit about it? Um, Okay, so I am a dance teacher. Um, I've been teaching for like 10 years and I run a dance school now with about 300 um, kids from three years old up to adults. Um, And then I also run fitness classes as well. Um, So I've been doing that since lockdowns happened uh, we've just opened sort of a new platform for me and my colleague to put fitness classes on and host them all online to keep people fit during this time so yeah kind of fitness instructor and dance teacher and all the hats I know that before lockdown you were teaching classes all over um, the local area to kind of young people and um, adults Um, and so how have you how have you managed to like adapt all of that um well yeah it's it's been weird with the classes with the kids um it's just been really nice the parents been so grateful that they've had something so it's not necessarily operating in a super smooth or professional way yet um but we are we've just had to go, go for it so as soon as the time came in where the schools were shut and we had to just kind of go along with that to keep in line because it's really hard as a self-employed person to know you you don't really have anyone to tell you what to do so you have to make the decision on your own we actually had a show coming up which the kids have been working towards since January as well so I've been almost like putting it off because I was so determined that we were going to get to that point and the show would still happen and I was like after that anything can happen lockdown can come in I don't care and then yeah the week before that we got told the schools were shutting so we just had to get everything online just really quickly just for that last week and then it was the Easter holidays anyway and then I sort of said no I'm, I'm gonna have some time off and then I'll deal with it then so that was fine I thought I had a few weeks to get my head around it but then the gyms shut as well and so um uh, Alice who I work with she most of her work was in gyms and I was teaching in gyms and stuff as well so then we kind of had to go oh we don't really have time for this now we need to get this up and running like now otherwise we don't actually have uh, a livelihood <laughs> to carry on um so yeah we just had to learn really quickly we tried out quite a few different things there were some issues with how to get people like payment to come in but then automate it so that they were coming you know it's not like they could just turn up to a room and do the you know, be yeah. in the studio they had to have a code to get onto the correct thing we couldn't just let the codes out to everyone because otherwise then we wouldn't be able to police who was paid and who hadn't and then it was trying to work out how we charge for it because so many people were in like really tough financial um struggles and then but we were like we obviously need to still be able to pay our rent and eat so how do we do it well we're trying to be mindful of everyone's situation but also still earn money so yeah there was a couple of different ways we had to go through it we initially the whole plan to start off with Alice and I decided that we were going to film everything so everything would be pre-recorded and then we've got a platform that everything was going to be on and then you had like a membership so you just paid for the month and you could have access to all these videos so that was all fine. We'd set up, we had like the 
proper tripod for it and we'd set up an area in her house that looked like a studio and all this sort of stuff and then suddenly we weren't allowed to leave and be with other people of different families and so <laughs> and we we're like oh, okay so that's changing things so yeah then we had to go straight on with live classes because that was the easiest way to get on with it straight away so live classes like led by you both separately instead of being in the same room yes. teaching together yeah. I was planning to look into zoom ages ago um because I'd heard loads of stuff about it and so I knew I already knew about it but I wasn't I hadn't ever used it so then we I was like let's just go for this so the first week we actually did it we used like the free version of zoom to see if it would work or you have like a cut off of 40 minutes um which was so tough and there was a couple of times in classes we were like mid-stretch at the end like doing a cool down something I'd look up and it just cut everyone out <laughs> I was like okay bye so sorry um so yeah it was a bit of a car crash for that first week but we just muddled through it but then we had to like build a whole website um and work out how you know timetable would work and if there was a membership and so really quickly we've had to develop this entire um like yeah co- like company concept I guess like brand everything and get everything up and running rather than just us being cowboys we kind of wanted to make it look as professional as possible in the first week that we were getting everything set up I had to learn like how to do some coding and stuff on a website so it was crazy it was suddenly thrown in at the deep end we learned quite a lot in quite a short space of time so I guess that's good so we'll take that, that you know it's a positive but you responded so quickly to all of that I think you did amazingly and um, as you know I did actually join in one of your fitness online classes the other day you did you did um yeah that's the great thing about working from home right like it pops up and then you're like okay well no one else is uh in this office so I know I guess I know, we yeah, can yeah. get up and, and it's, enjoy it's it. really nice people like um <laughs> my mum's been taking loads of the classes and she would never like obviously I've been uh, one of the classes I've been teaching for like seven years I teach flexitone for seven years and mum would never come to a class with me she'd never ever come and I keep saying I kept saying she was like oh I'm too old or I'm not fit enough and I was like the people that are coming are your age you know it's just you know you can come and just have a go at it but she felt really self-conscious to be in a class and now that we're doing it online yeah. she she does a class she does two or three classes a week now you know she can have her camera off she's just in her own living room like she no no one can see her so she feels much more confident to try it out which means when we come out of this hopefully she'll be in a much better position and maybe feel more confident to come and join classes properly which is really nice there's like some really nice moments like that where people have said or people that don't live locally who've always wanted to try our classes yeah and now they can do because they can do it from anywhere it's really like those sorts of things it's, it's been really nice to be able to connect with people that we wouldn't have normally been able to if we were just doing regular local classes that's really great and important yeah yeah that, that's so nice that your mum and your aunt I think was doing yeah yeah well. yeah yeah and um all of ours family as well have so we've had like at times we've had like the entire family and nieces and nephews and everything on a call <laughs> while in like mid-stretch that's been good really nice you said earlier that the parents were really grateful for your online classes and yeah you must have been a lifeline to have a class like this set up that you know they can put their kid in front of the screen and and yeah. um, you know let someone else lead the activity for it must have been really really uh useful for them so I bet you've um, had some thankful parents yeah we definitely have I think it works two ways because one in one side of it it's really good for particularly like younger kids that the parents can then they're taken care of for 45 minutes or an hour and they can maybe just go and have a tidy up or cook dinner or do something that they can't normally do when they've got the kids all around them so that's been really nice but also for some of our teenage students 
a lot of parents have just been really grateful because it's really just throw them. I mean, like remember being a teenager, it's so hard anyway, let alone then suddenly being trapped in your house with your family. Um, so they've been saying how nice it is to them, for them to have some like normality and just an actual bit more of a routine again. Um, so it's been really good. I keep, I get really, um, I overthink everything and I get quite stressed that we're not doing enough or we need to be doing more and are we providing enough work for them and da, 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 when realistically what we just need to be doing at this point is just providing them with an outlet for them to do something creative and for them to kind of see their friends because they you know they're all on a call together and they can have a group chat in the the platform that we use for the kind of classes and I have to keep remembering that that's actually what it is for and it's not for making them you know the best dancers in the history of the world in this three months time <laughs> it's just working on them you know keeping them happy and keeping them active and stuff like that so that's been really nice and providing that continuation of normality yeah. which is really important I think, in, in times like this how, how have you been kind of finding that yourself like you're you're someone who has really high standards and you put a lot of pressure on yourself I think um, and you deliver like constantly but have you been making sure that you've had some time out for you um yeah I, I have now at the start I didn't because um because because it all felt like it happened really quickly and we had to get everything up really quickly to start off with I found it really hard to shut off like I think on the Friday we were told the Friday that the school shut we were also then told that all the gyms were closing or one way around I can't remember which way it was around but um suddenly so over the weekend we had to get everything ready for Monday for us to then carry on online so we worked pretty much like the entire weekend so you're already feeling a bit stressed and you know weirded out anyway and then yeah we just had to kind of carry on through the week and everything like that and then I I was so determined to have that first Sunday off I think and really like just have some downtime but I just couldn't switch my brain off at all and I ended up having like a really grumpy day because I just felt restless and I felt like I should be doing something because I was so panicked that I thought time was up against us um and then actually now we've got a bit more into it, I have definitely eased into it. So I'm making sure that I have every weekend off, which I probably didn't even do pre-lockdown. So that's been quite nice. Um, and actually I found that um, like I'm, I'm quite an anxious person and I've had, I get anxiety quite fairly regularly. It's much more at bay these days than it has been previously. But since lockdown, I've actually felt the least anxious I have in ages and definitely the least stressed. Um, I think partly is because I'm just shutting the outside world out and kind of ignorance is bliss in regards to what's actually going on in the wider world but I always used to think that work was something that gave me anxiety so I thought being at work like you know having classes to go to yeah I thought it was the actual work whereas now I'm realizing that possibly it was the leaving the house bit and going out in the afternoon when I've been at home all day maybe that's what was causing the anxiety so that's been quite nice to one just enjoy being comfortable and you know not having like a panic all day um but also to find out some stuff and maybe I can then try and combat that better when we come out of it and I now I know kind of where it's coming from I'm not not going to say that there still isn't times when I feel rubbish but um it's definitely been quite eye-opening and I'm trying to do as best I can to really enjoy this fairly stress-free time before like when obviously when we come back out of it there's going to be lots to do so I need to make the most of this nice bit where I could just pot around in the garden and not have to worry about being anywhere and that sort of thing so it's nice I totally agree with that um yeah like I've found actually that 
although those first few weeks I think were, were hectic for anyone trying to react and you know I, I run an organization and was having to kind of crisis manage them through that first few weeks as you were but now I feel like I am gonna take some time and it's okay to do that yeah and I've quite appreciated how everything's just slowed down a little bit yeah, yeah. like the pace yeah. of life has just slowed for us which um actually makes me happier <laughs> having a diary which is completely free feels just quite relaxing yeah it really does I, was, I spoke to my sister about it the other day on the phone and she was saying that she's it's made her realize how much she does in her like regular life that she does because she feels like it's expected of her rather than what she actually wants to do so you know making sure that she's going to those social events that maybe don't actually fill her with that much joy and probably make her feel a bit panicky but she thinks that she should have to do it and actually now she doesn't have to do it and that guilt's completely taken away. It's been a relief. And, you know, that's quite interesting to find out that those things that maybe you did before weren't actually for you. They were for an expectation that you'd put in your head that you thought was necessary. And that, and so that's nice as well to try and move away from things that you do for social expectations and things like that rather than things for you. Yeah, mm. I've actually struggled a little bit with the social expectations of like online socialising yeah. since the lockdown. Um, I mean, we are doing like three Zoom quizzes a week. It's actually way too much. <laughs> Part of the reason for for kind of having these one-on-one chats with people is I really miss those um, one-on-one interactions because a group Zoom chat is just chaos and stressful. It is such a nightmare. And every time that someone talks, it like blanks everyone else out. So you're like, I yeah. oh, I, sorry, I didn't quite catch that. I, uh, it's just really disjointed and actually kind of awkward. The quiz thing, I, I keep saying to Simon, I'm on the on, on the verge of being completely done with quizzes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked a quiz before, but it's just overkill with this. I don't know why this has become like the thing. With two of our like best friends that we see really, really, really regularly, we played Trivial Pursuit and we had like the board and we put the camera on it it worked really really well but then we were seeing them the Friday after and Simon mentioned something about doing the game again I was like oh what are we playing again it's like yeah I was like can we not just actually talk to them <laughs> like we haven't actually spoken to them because every time we see them we have to play some sort of game or quiz and I would actually just like to have a catch-up with my best mates if that's right <laughs> creative play is fun but it isn't the same as a catch-up so you're you're at home um who are you kind of self-isolating with um, so Simon, my partner, um, but he's actually still working. So he's out and about as normal. Um, and then also our dog, Boomer, and our cat, Murray. <laughs> it's a full house. The, the full family. Yes. And I should say to people listening that um, I'm going to try and speak to Simon because he is actually a key worker. You, you played that down. Uh, he's he's posting. <laughs> and uh, it would be really interesting to, to chat to him because he hasn't had the same experience of those of us who are more confined um at home yeah yeah yeah. have you found that um you've seen more of each other since you've been at home a bit more I guess because I've been working a bit less maybe we've seen more of each other but um our timetables still don't really work that well together because there's been points as well where the shift patterns have changed at the Royal Mail for like periods of time and so Simon might be working 9 30 till 3 30 or something around that rather than his early shift and then I'm teaching a class first thing in the morning and then I teach from four onwards so sometimes we actually go out completely out of sync when we did have a day off together I would get so excited about the fact that we could do 
it would just be us two and we'd go and do this and we'll go get coffee and then we'll get pizza and then we'll do and I used to get so <laughs> hyped about like and I put would put so much pressure on that day of fun <laughs> it was like forced fun oh my god that's so me I know so I hate it <laughs> but so it's actually really nice that now we have loads of days like that like there's no I, we just feel it I feel it I, I personally I feel way more relaxed about you know, when we, the fact that it's a sunny day and we just sunbathe in the garden or we just watch films all day and that sort of thing. And I don't feel so pushed to make sure we cram loads and loads of stuff in in that short space of time. So do you think that that might change when we're able to go out and, and meet people again? Do you think you're going to have a changed attitude to stuff like that? Or do you think we'll just seep back slowly to exactly how it was before? I don't know. I feel, I feel like things will change. I think that people will be, I, I don't know, I, th- I feel like maybe at the start there's going to be this mass um, kind of desperation to all see each other and do stuff again. So we'll kind of go the opposite way. And then maybe when it fades, that kind of fades off, it, it might make people a bit more aware of what's important. I think that's the main thing. It's like what's actually important in your life that actually it's made you realise so much more of what things are necessary in your life and what things are just sort of fluff that you fill around the edges. I think family is my biggest one because uh, Simon's family don't live here. They live like two and a half hours away. So we haven't even been able to bump into them in town or, you know, drive past their house or anything. We've lost that connection there. I mean, we Zoom chat with them a lot. And then my, um, some of my sisters don't live here. So they live like in London or Sheffield but my parents have been in lockdown since like two weeks before everybody else was because my dad's high risk my parents are really like people people Mm. (laughs) and so they love seeing not just us you know they love seeing their kids and stuff but they love seeing everyone luckily they do a lot together anyway so they holiday a lot together and they go in caravan and camping and things like that so they're used to spending a lot of time together anyway and they both have they're both they're both quite passionate about hobbies so luckily they've got things that are kind of busying them and they're, you know, they're really with it people. Um, but I think they just, they just get lonely and they just miss us all. So trying to keep that contact is important. Have you started any new hobbies as a result of having a bit more time at home? Um, I have been um, gardening. So I'm not actually, I really like gardening, but I'm not actually very good at it. Um, or I just don't really know what I'm doing. But this, so uh, the Easter weekend, I think. I decided to have a proper go at our garden because it was just a bit of a mess. And we never, when you, you know, when you've only got that space suddenly, you have to like make it nice. So before it was just, yeah. we just ignored it every time we walked out of the house and left for somewhere else that was more <laughs> beautiful looking. Um, you and the rest of the country. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was actually quite nice. Well, other times when I've gone to do the garden before, I get like, an hour into it and then I'll say to Simon should we pop to the market or should we go and do something else and you like distract yourself don't you you're just suddenly like I'm done with that and then it gets the end of the weekend and you've done absolutely nothing to it but because we couldn't do that we couldn't leave we couldn't go anywhere we got I got the whole thing done in like two days and it's completely transformed our garden so that was actually really nice that was nice to have a project that I started and finished rather than like just constantly going back and doing a little bit of it and also again in relation to my parents they they are keen gardeners so I spent the entire weekend like sending them pictures like is this a weed or is this a plant what should I do with this bit where is this bit allowed to go and then I had to like I'd have to like call dad and show him different things I'd pulled out of the ground be like is this normal that was quite good actually because that was like as if they were here which was lovely (laughs) baking 
randomly um, has become the thing. So that's been quite nice to make stuff, I guess. Um, but no, other than that, I've got some like, we've got, I've, I'm a bit of a hoarder for glass jars. And I've determined that I'm going to do something cool and creative, maybe for the garden with glass jars, but I haven't actually started it yet. And they just keep stacking up. Simon keeps saying, do you think maybe it's got to the maximum level of glass jars yet? And I'm like, no, no, not yet. <laughs> I'll think of something. <laughs> so yeah, that, there'll be suddenly some sort of glass um, statue outside my house <laughs> later on in the year. So there's there's something that I wanted to mention which really kept me happy in those first crazy days um, was your and Simon's comic skits, <laughs> which you created for your own friends like on fa- on Facebook I think it was. Um, yeah. could you just tell me a bit about how that came about and and what you did because it was so it was so funny and I really appreciated it I have to say. Um, okay, so we had the show. The, our dance show coming up and for the dance show we, I had all these um, microphones like fake microphones with sparkly tops on them yeah and for some reason I had one still in the van because I think we'd got it out to test it as a prop before everything stopped and so when I got in the car and I think I just did it to start first of all just as a joke to Simon and I was just pretending to talk into the microphone like interview him while he rolled his eyes at me and then um we went we had to drop something off at my parents house and while we were there, I think Dad said something about the news or made a joke about how we should let everyone know how we got on with our gardening or something. And then I was like, oh, actually, and I ran, ran and grabbed it. And then I was doing some fake news report on their driveway, which really made them laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, then then that night we decided to do this dull daily news about really rubbish, mundane, regular <laughs> things around our house I can't remember what the first ones were like I think I'd made a smoothie or something and it had gone badly or something like that um and then we went to go get my dog involved Boomer as mentioned earlier um and because we'd made him sit for so long tried to get him involved as soon as we actually panned over to him and we called him the foreign correspondent he just flopped on the sofa like completely we had no idea what's gonna happen and it was just such perfect timing and it that just like ended the whole thing people went mad for it um and then so we did it on the next day and then we started doing it like more regularly I think I was on my week off that week so then once work actually kicked back in again I was finishing work at like nine o'clock and I'd been on camera all day. I was like, I can't be bothered with this. But I keep getting messages from people. Yeah. And they're like, um, sorry, when's the dull daily news carrying on? <laughs> I keep saying something we should actually do. My big thing is I just like to be be silly all the time. We love that about you as well. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, your silliness can make other people laugh. Like, you know, there's so much crap going on, isn't there? And like serious stuff. So it's nice to just throw some childlikeness into the world occasionally yeah it helps keep us sane because it is it is actually really scary times and you know I feel really lucky to not yet have been really directly affected by yeah this pandemic but you know I know people who who are more affected and um yeah it's it's scary and we're all trying to cope in our own ways yeah definitely definitely and yeah some people are going through really I do feel really fortunate that I can you know, bury my head in the sand a bit with it because at the moment mm. I don't have to deal with it really. You know, it's kind of like sort of semi-selfish, but it's what's kind of helping me cope with it. But there's lots of other people that, you know, they have to deal with it and it's really taken a hold of their lives, which is crazy, really. Like I'm living in this little like bubble of ignorance and there's other people who are, you know, really in the thick of it. It's mad. 
Yeah. I know you're bringing some amazing dance and fitness classes and uh, yeah, people can join you online. Do you want to tell them where they can join you online? Oh yeah, okay. A little, a little plug, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are running classes. Um, they're all on Zoom, but they're through our new company called Fresh with a dot, Fresh Full Stop. Um, and so we have a website and it's www.freshandwell.co.uk. Um, and then we also have like Facebook and Instagram pages as well. So you can check us out. But our kind of main um, passion behind it all and like our drive is about um, fitness and wellness combined, but also commu- like a community base. So, yeah, that's like our um, backstory. And then we have classes in Pilates and bar, dance, flexitone, but no one else those. Um, and yes, yeah, just like, you know, flexibility and body conditioning and that sort of thing oh we have some hit classes as well and they run monday to friday and we have morning classes and evening classes and that's Fair. my plug <laughs> a bit rubbish like, that. thanks Sarah. and uh yeah so I, I finished by thanking you for for joining and um also bring back the dull daily news okay yeah i'll start i'll do it today we'll find something rubbish to talk about and we'll do it today <laughs> thanks for having me that's all right. Look after yourself. And um, I look forward to hanging out, um, you know, when we can. Once we're allowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until then, just away from the distance. Yeah. Thank you very much. Life in Lockdown was presented, recorded and edited by Jasmine Allen in Ely. The intro and outro music is taken from a song entitled There Will Come a Day by Emma Cooper.